0: This is a unique Sunday where we're going to be doing baptisms and all kinds of sacramental stuff. We're going to sing a song by Bob Dylan to start it out called Forever Young. May a blessing keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others. a Strong foundation when the winds of change is shift. May your heart always you be joyful. May your song always you be strong. May you stay forever young. May you stay forever
1: young. Thank you, Mark, and welcome to Lance Way. My name is Ben on staff here. We're glad you're here. So many co-ministers of our community and many, many guests, family, and friends here for a special Sunday for us. We like to describe Emmaus Way as a community of people who've been captivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we gather each week, we're trying to ponder and also practice just a little bit that good news and let it lead us into participation in the work that God's doing with each other and in our Durham community, this a special Sunday for us. As we've said a couple of times already, um, we feel like we're celebrating ten of our youngest community members. Going to join them and their parents as well in affirming their place in our Emmaus Way community, but also in the global, universal community of the church. We're glad you're here to be part of that. So, a few things about how we do kids in Mayus Way, because we feel like we try and be deliberate about what we do. Um, And we'll be trying to live into those tonight. One is to say that for us, we always want to see children as full, free participants in our life together. And to us, that means something to the effect of that they are not just, or not even maybe primarily, future tense contributors to our specific version of the Christian faith. But rather, they're present tense participants in our communal seeking after God. Because following the example of Jesus, we get the sense that genuinely welcoming the unique perspective of children in our midst is probably one of the ways that we'll begin to understand what the kingdom of God looks like. So, one of the ways we've come to do that in our liturgy is we, each week is to let kids, who are usually sitting on the blanket behind me, but are this week are dispersed among you more so... Um, is to let them lead us in an element of our liturgy. Sometimes it's a prayer, sometimes it's so- a song. It changes with the liturgical season. And as we're marking the entry of many new phases in our community tonight, it seemed like a good time to introduce a new community song for fall that'll then take us through into Advent um, around the beginning of December. And we've chosen this opening song here tonight, which is Bob Dylan's Forever Young. It's from a 1974 Dylan album called Planet Waves. If you don't know it, it features Dylan and the band at their gritty, swamp-roots Rockiest. It's a, it's, it's a heck of an original if you want to check it out. And many of us have probably heard it somewhere in a film or something invoking these sort of parental aspirations or a nostalgia for a fading youth. May we stay forever young because we don't like growing old. But I think for us, as a community captivated by the gospel and committed to children being a part of what we do, I think I see a keen edge to this song behind that kind of hazy sentimentality. And I think it says in its invocations for our children, I think it it sounds a lot like the kingdom we talk about here each week. It talks about righteousness and truth in a system where might all too often makes right. It imagines busy hands and swift feet that thwart the lure of idleness and self infatuation. It offers a sure path and a joyful heart. Our certainly hopes for those things in the face of changing winds and inevitable sadness. It, it talks about a thoughtful sensitivity to the lights all around us that we didn't kindle but illumine, on us, illumine us just the same. And it talks about a community to, to give voice and harmony to our own distinctive song. And those are things we want for our children in spite of, and perhaps because of how difficult and unlikely those things seem sometimes. They're things that resonate very much with our right of belonging, the minister's liturgy, in which we call each other to faithful participation in Christian values that we couldn't imagine ever fulfilling on our own. And these are the things that get at the tension of this odd hope that our children might stay forever young, not because we don't imagine them doing promising things as they grow older, but because we recognize the peril that comes along with growing up into that world. So that's why this song seemed like a beautiful one to start with tonight and to lead us into Advent. Um, We hope as we sing it together through these coming weeks, it'll give us a fresh take on what our kids might say to us, as well as what our hopes for them might say about the difficult space we're trying to live into together and what we're imagining could be possible with God's work in our world. So I think Mark's going to lead us introduce us to it a little bit more before we get any further tonight.
0: Thanks, Ben. <clears throat> I think Ben just did a great job of explaining that song a lot better than I would do. So listen to what he said. But I will say, you know, we change, you know, kind of this community element that usually the kids help us lead. You know, we change that with every sort of season of the of the church calendar. Um, so we're we're heading towards Advent. Between now and Advent, we will be doing this song. Uh, so all fall, this will be kind of our community song that the kids help us lead. So I think what would be great is if the adults tend to know the song a little better, we're able to sort of help the children along. Does that make sense? So anyway, so this is the song. Uh, we're just going to do the second and third verse. Okay, so you just heard me do the whole thing. Now you have some idea how it goes. But please join me as we do the second and third verse of this. May grow up to be righteous, may you grow up to be true, may you always know the truth and see the light surrounding you, may you always be courageous, stand upright and be strong, may you stay forever young, may you stay forever young, good job, good job, now we're going to do the third verse together. You guys think you'll be able to like help the kids through this in the weeks ahead? There are a lot of words. This is a Dylan song. This is not as simple. <laughs> but if your kids haven't memorized it by next week, then you're bad parents. So that's. May your, may your hands always be busy. May your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation when the winds of change is shift. May your heart always be joyful. may your song always be sung. May you stay forever young, may you stay forever young. Let's do the second verse again. May you grow up to be righteous, may you grow up to be true. May you always know the truth and see the light surrounding you. May you always be courageous, stand upright and be strong. May you stay forever young. have a strong foundation when the winds of change shift. May your heart always be joyful. May your song always be sung. May you stay forever young.
2: so much, Mark, for leading us in the new community song. Um, I'm Molly Bromit-Waddell, one of the pastors of Emmaus Way, and it is so wonderful to have all of you with us. If you are new to Emmaus Way, um, be it a family member or someone new in our community and would like to know more about Emmaus Way, we have yellow cards on the front table that you can fill out with a bit of information about yourself, um, and we can connect with you. We also have green cards if you would like to know a bit more about our community and our church. we would love for you to pick up on your way out. Um, Are there any other announcements that we have for the week or events you need to attend to? Yes, that would be wonderful. I should talk about my mother-in-law coming next week, shouldn't I? Next week, October 2nd. Um, Dr. Diane Lipset, she is a New Testament scholar, um, will be coming and leading a discussion at 3 p.m um, on sexuality and the church and sexuality and text, um, biblical text, and how do we think through these and um, talk about them? And what does it mean for our community in May way that is an open and affirming community but open for all people um, and all thoughts and understanding. Um, she is an excellent, lecturer um, and teacher, so I hope you'll come from 3 to 4.30. It'll be in the back hallway of Emmaus Way, um, and then she will be leading the dialogue in worship next week also at 5. Um, so this is a week not to be missed. Um, I think it'll be really fruitful, nurturing, honest um, conversation and dialogue, which we're looking forward to. If you want to know more, you can email me. Happy to chat. Um, yeah, she's great. If she weren't my mother-in-law, I would still think she's awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, I have
3: a quick, quick yes. announcement. So, yeah. so, Sunny is great. Please come. I'm going to be really excited to be there. Um, the um, the clergy for Durham can most of you guys know uh, is our uh, one of our main partnerships, a grassroots, nonpartisan organizing community here in Durham. Uh, our long-awaited uh, mm-hmm. meeting with the. Um, with the new Durham police chief is gonna be on Tuesday, and we're gonna spend about uh, two hours with her. Uh, kind of, many of you came to the press conference where we laid out kind of five or six kind of shifts in policing that we were imagining for Durham uh, there would probably never be a more timely week to have that meeting uh, and in many ways uh, Durham has uh, has has struggled with the same kind of racial tension in policing and so we're really excited to be received uh, the the, um, the indications we have is the, uh, the chief and several of us were part of, of her hiring is excited about imagining policing uh, in Durham uh, uh, without a lot of the, the, the kind of deep, deep racial struggle that has marked this city and so many, and obviously we live in that, uh, and we honor so many. Uh, I've been watching the news all week, and I've seen friend after friend after friend involved uh, in uh, caring for people, uh, working through the demonstrations, all of those things as organizers, but that meeting is Tuesday, so definitely appreciate your prayers. I think I'm speaking on the subject of... of, familiarization uh, of policing and how we're going to do that in, in residence for, uh, for Durham police officers. So, anyway, that's Tuesday.
2: Thanks so much, Tim. I'm sure we will have updates for you after that meeting. Also, another thing for Durham CAN, they have received a matching grant. Um, so be on the lookout for emails from Sarah Berichter, the Litos, perhaps myself or Tim Luton, um, on how we as a community can support Durham CAN financially month to month um, so that this matching grant can be received. It's really easy through PayPal, $10 a month. Um, yeah, we know folks, we know people know how to use a computer at a way So we're hoping that PayPal is not a deterrent for many, but we'll be on the lookout for more information on that. If that I think that's all the announcements um, for now. So we are going to pass the piece. Um, and at a way, our passing of the piece is really relational. So we get up, we talk to one another, we introduce ourselves to people that maybe we don't know. You can get food. There is a potluck after. There are like some chips and hummus. Oh, it's now been covered. There are like chips and hummus and strawberries that are technically the snack portion of the evening. But if you just open up whatever you want on the potluck table, really. It's like, just just go ahead and start feasting. Um, But greet, get up, greet one another, share the peace of Christ with one another, get some food, get some water, and we will gather you back in just a moment. Much for passing the piece so boisterously. It was really wonderful um, to be a part of. So, when we were thinking um, about the biblical text that we were going to use for Baptism Sunday, we really wanted it to connect to our dialogues over the past few weeks in Emmaus Way, of Emmaus Way being a borderland community, and naming that this week with Baptism Sunday next week with a conversation about sexuality in the church, and the following week with Kurt Rhodes coming to lead dialogue around Muslim-Christian relations, So we really wanted a text that got at the heart of all of that um, in different ways, that we might see the same narrative with different lenses. And so we chose um, a passage from Acts, the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm going to ask Elizabeth Eford to read that text for us now.
4: Acts 8, 26 through 40. we saw the war, said to Get up and go towards the south, of the road that goes down to Jerusalem, to God, this is the wilderness, right? So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. In charge of her entire treasury, he came to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the Spirit said to Philip, "Go over to this chariot and join him. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, "Do you understand what you're reading?" He replied, "How can I unless someone guides me?" And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he's was reading is was this. Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb silent before its shearer. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation? For his life was taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip. About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with his scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the unit, went down to into the water, and Philip baptized them. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at a desertus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until
2: he came to such Sorry. So for the past two weeks, we at Emmaus Way have claimed that we are a third space church, a borderland community. Borders have been spatially imposed and reinscribed on and in our bodies in ways that have proven oppressive and subordinating. In resisting the arbitrary nature of borders. Third space subjects and borderlands that we are claiming blur divisions and expose potentially fertile spaces, places for reinvention of new subject formulations, cultural formulations, and political formulations. The borderland is where actual geographical boundaries, ideas, and actual bodies constructed in cultural ethnic ideological and theological difference collide. Borderland intersections create invitations for encounter with others. And when we step over that threshold, that border boundary, and into the borderland space, transformation will happen as we see in our text today. As people captivated by the gospel, we believe when Christ entered the world, Christ created a new way a new kingdom, a third space of doing life. And if the gospel is in fact not smug, as Christine so often reminds us, but rather inclusive, radical, and rooted in love, then we must embody these things as well. Tonight we see that embodiment of third space, of borderland encounters, collisions of the other, quite clearly in the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, and we will discuss these different encounters, these borderlands, over the next three weeks as we engage in baptism, conversation on human sexuality, and Muslim-Christian relations. For this text, we find it is not merely a beautiful, inclusive story about baptism, but one of radical encounter the persistent movement of the spirit to reach, to go, to encounter the other, be it the biologically, sexually, racially different from the dominant social norm other. (laughs) It is the call of encounter to be willing to go sit with someone in a chariot, to listen, to collide, to study with, to share, to be transformed, to be surprised. It is in in the borderland space of Philip and the eunuch that they are most fully able to live into the realities of the spirit. Therefore, when the eunuch, an unlikely candidate for baptism, asks, What is to prevent me from being baptized? Philip realizes absolutely nothing. In that moment of the borderland, walls of prejudice and prohibition that had stood for generations come tumbling down by the breath of God's spirit. And another person who felt lost and humiliated was found and restored in the whiteness of God's grace. That is the good news of the gospel. That is beloved Borderland community. The baptism of the eunuch reminds us of God's expansive yes. It is because of God's expansive yes that we at Emmaus Way practice baby dedication, infant baptism, and believers baptism, all count and all matter in the wide yes of the kingdom of God. And so, because of God's expansive yes, just like it was for the eunuch on the day he entered the baptismal communal waters, and today for our beloved children who will be dedicated and baptized, May they and we ourselves remember and hold on to these words by Jan Richardson. As if we could call you anything other than beloved and blessed, drenched as we are in our love for you, washed as we are by our delight in you, born anew as we are by the grace that flows from the heart of the one who bore you to us, that is the power of borderland community that borderland community is what we celebrate and claim as a man's way thanks be to God so we now to shift toward our dedications and baptisms we'll enter into a time of communal prayer prayers that we may more willingly engage the borderland prayers for those being baptized and dedicated Prayers that we may not run from the Spirit, but boldly moves as the Spirit leads. We will, I will open us briefly. We will have a time of intercessory prayer. And then we will end communally by praying the Lord's Prayer, a prayer that our children in our community have been learning and working on over the past few months. Let us pray. Ever-present God, In the same way you were intimately present for Philip and the eunuch long ago, showing us what baptismal, communal transformation looks like through borderland encounter, we know you are ever-present now. And so here, these communal prayers are intercessions.
3: God, may we stand in awe today as we enter the space where so many beautiful things collide. Hope, reality, families, traditions, um, new hopes of faith. Uh, expressions of faith that has developed. All of these things are are sacred moments to this community and every family that has brought a child today to be baptized, as well as the whole community gathered around them. May we stand in awe. May we love the mystery. May we find deep excitement in the next uh, steps beyond this.
2: What we ask is, we ask for mercy and justice. We ask
1: for a transformation of um, of systems that are oppressive. Um, but we also ask for comfort for people
2: who are grieving. We, we pray for Keith Lamont Scott's family, and we ask that they would feel comforted today. And um, they would find in you somebody who resonates with. Okay. So God, we we just right for people who feel like their lives don't matter.
5: When <coughs> we do that, your answer <coughs> that
4: they you. God, I thank you for these children and young people. And I just ask, uh, first of all, I thank you that you've given them a hope in a future. And that you know the plans that you have for them. And I pray that you would help us to be stewards of their future, that we would speak life over them and build a world for them to inherit, which is full of goodness, and that you would give them wisdom and insight into spiritual things and worldly things and enable them to create a world full of love and peace. We
2: pray all these things. In the name of the one who taught us how to pray by saying, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mark will now come and lead us in a song of preparation.
0: This was a song that Elizabeth Eford asked me to do, and Elizabeth does not ask for much. So when she asks for something, I want to comply. Plus, it's a Rich Mullen song, and I don't get to do Rich Mullen songs enough anymore. So um, I remember when when Rich uh, Rich wrote this song with his best friend, uh, whose name was Beaker. And they wrote it when Beaker and, and Beaker's wife had a baby and decided to name their baby Aiden. And they, um, I remember Rich saying that, that they wrote like 50 songs because none of them were good enough for Beaker. Like every time they'd write a new one, he's like, still not good enough for my kid. So they would write another one and another one. This is finally the one that they settled on. Uh, It's called Let Mercy Lead. All the love we have You can only take you so far As far as we can But you need something more To guide your heart As you grow into a man Can reach Beyond the wisdom of this age Into the foolishness of God That foolishness will save Those who believe And although their foolish hearts May break They will find peace And I'll meet you in that place Where mercy leads Late in the day day will come. You'll run the race that takes us way beyond. All our trials and of love let mercy lead let love be the strength in your legs and in every footprint that you leave there'll be a drop of grace if we can reach beyond the wisdom of this age into the foolishness of God that foolishness will save those who believe although their foolish hearts may break they will find I'll meet you in that place where mercy leaves.
2: Um, Well, it's been going the entire time, but this is when we are beginning with dedication. So if you are having your child dedicated this evening, if you would come to the front at this time.
3: There are more marks on this liturgy than you can imagine. (laughs) Claire's going to keep count of every time Molly and I mess up, uh, so you can ask her later how we do it. But this is exciting. It's so good to see you guys, and uh, it's exciting to join into this uh, dedication. If you'll look at your text, you'll see uh, many demarcations. The bold and italics are your space in this, and I'm going to lead us in the opening prayer. Please join in uh, in the space that's marked for you. Blessed be God, Creator Christ, and Holy Spirit.
5: And Blessed be God's kingdom, now and
3: forever. Amen. There is one body and one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and merit of all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Glory to you, Lord
2: Christ. Now, parents, I will be leading you in your charge. Will you be responsible for seeing that this child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow to the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world, which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you repent of the sins that separate us from God and neighbor? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in Christ's grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey Christ as your Lord? Wonderful. So we are now going to dedicate Emerson Kate McLean first. So I'm going to (laughs) go.
3: We're excited tonight about lots of wiggles and squeals, and uh, who knows what else might be part of this evening for us. (laughs) We're very excited about that. So uh, let us now pray for the spiritual life of Emerson Kate McLean and those who care for her and guide her. Deliver Emerson, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Join us with, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the power of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, our Emerson, Kate McLean, we receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified. Proclaim Christ's resurrection, and share with us in the eternal priesthood. All right, Emerson set a high bar here. <laughs> and I think we've got blight.
2: Yeah, we have blight. Azalea Wooten. I'm. It's okay. Let us now pray for the spiritual life of Blythe Azalea Wooten and those who care for and guide her. Deliver Blythe, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord,
5: hear our prayer.
2: Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. (laughs) Teach her to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory.
5: Lord, hear our prayer.
2: Blythe, Azalea, Wooten, we receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim Christ's resurrection, and share with us the eternal priesthood.
3: I think Misha's next. You ready, Misha? All right. You're a big guy, Misha. You're huge. <laughs> Let us now pray for the spiritual life of Misha Avery Kite and those who care for him and guide him. Dear, deliver Misha, O oh Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Teach him to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. So, Misha, Avery, Kite, we receive you into the household of God, confess the faith, faith of Christ crucified, proclaim Christ's resurrection, and share with us in the eternal priesthood. guys all did great, Vi right? and uh, Emerson and Misha, thank you guys so much.
2: If your child is being is being <laughs> baptized, please come to the front.
3: charge to the parents tonight this is another fantastic looking crew here yes ready Uh, this is the charge to the parents will you be responsible for seeing that your child or children that you brought here are brought up in the christian faith and life with you will you by your prayers and witness help these children to grow into the full stature of christ Do you renounce all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy God's creatures? Do you repent of the sins that separate us from God and neighbor? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in Christ's grace and love? And do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord?
2: We are going to baptize Soren Quoth Winter-Williams. Let us now pray for the spiritual life of Soren Quoth Winter. O Lord, from the way of sin and death, Deliver Soren from the way of sin and death.
5: Lord, hear our
2: prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church.
5: Lord, hear our prayer.
2: Teach him to love others in the power of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Soren Quoth Winter-Williams, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, in the name of Christ, in the name of the Holy Spirit, marked as God's Beloved forever. Amen.
3: Let us pray for the spiritual life of Cohen Alexander Nelson and those who care for and guide him. Deliver Cohen Alexander, O oh Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear Teach him to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. And bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. So, Cohen Alexander, I baptize you now in the name of the Creator, Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen.
2: Let us now pray for the spiritual life of Beckett John Nelson and those who care for and guide him. Deliver Beckett John, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of your spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world in witness to your love.
5: Lord, hear our prayer.
2: Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. (coughs) Beckett John, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, of the Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You have been marked by the Spirit and are Christ own forever. Amen.
3: Yes, I up. This is Sora and Isaac Fox. Um, let us pray for the spiritual life of Soren Isaac Fox and those who care for and guide him, including his godparents, which is Zach and Megan Chakras. All right.
5: Fantastic.
3: So, same prayer. Deliver Soren Isaac, O oh Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. Glory, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the Spirit. Glory, hear our prayer. Send him into the world and witness to your love. Glory, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, our prayer. Definitely my first shell baptism. <laughs> we're very excited about this. <laughs> you can help me with the, with the, in the water, okay? So, Soren Isaac, I baptize you in the name of the Father and pour it all over Molly, <laughs> in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. God has uh, marked you and sealed you by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked you as his own forever. Amen. Fantastic. (laughs) I like the shell. That was nice. Claire, you can raise your hand now to so uh, work our way through the 14-page liturgy we've got here.
2: Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon those your servants the forgiveness of sin and have raised them to, new, to the new life of grace. Sustain them, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart. The courage to will and to persevere, the spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized into our community, found printed in a bulletin. We receive you into the household of God,
5: the faith Christ crucified.
2: We are transitioning outside. So how this is this going to work? I think. Um, so we will go out these doors. I ask that you, if you are family of one of the three believers' baptisms, get toward the front. Let's be hospitable and let make sure that they can see. We are the grace and Everett you heard. Um, and so we will go out these doors and turn left. And you are going to keep walking around the front of the building you will find a lovely tub outside with water. That's how you know you've made it. Okay? So we are going to stand up now and move outside. If you are baptized, for your child was baptized or dedicated, for the charge, the community would ask that you stand in place so that our community can see you. Community Will you who witness these vows Do all in your power to support these persons In their life in Christ
3: Amen. Let us join with those who are committing themselves To Christ and renew our own covenant Do you believe in God the creator I believe in God the almighty
2: creator of heaven and earth Do you believe in Jesus Christ the son of God
3: I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe
2: in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic
5: Church, the communion of saints,
2: the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? I believe in God's help.
3: Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you do fall into sin, (laughs) repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's
2: help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? I
3: will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ and all persons loving your neighbor as yourself? I will
2: with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being?
3: Fantastic. You can be seated. So, we wanted to close with a prayer. This is a beautiful prayer from the Divine Hours by Phyllis Tickle. Um, and we'll close by all saying that part that's uh, bold and italicized in your bulletin together. But this is one more space for us to pray together as a community for uh, exultation, for glee, for excitement, or, or any prayer that you've brought with you this day. So I will open us, and then there will be a space for any who would like to, to pray aloud, and then we will close with the, the prayer that's printed there in your bulletin. So let's pray. God, this is indeed a joyful and beautiful day. It's beautiful to see the families who have gathered around, not just their children, but grandkids and uh, and people that they love so dearly. I know for, for this whole community, these are children that we have watched born. Uh, Uh, grow up, uh, live in this community, uh, many of them uh, their whole lives, and it's just a great delight for us to, to join them, to love them, to hope for them, to dream for them, to be deeply aware of the harsh realities of life as well as the most amazing beauties that they will see with the deep realization that we are committed to walk with them every step at the most beautiful moments and the most dangerous and most challenging. So we as a community tonight rejoice deeply in this evening. We also rejoice wonderfully with the idea that there's so many traditions present in this room. What a privilege to practice baptism and dedication in so many different ways and a recognition that we live in a world where different traditions literally used to kill each other or mock each other or rebuke each other. And here we are in a space where so many different uh, uh, faiths and traditions have come in the same space. It's a joy, it's an honor, it's a privilege for us. Hear now any prayers that we have spoken from our community. Lord,
1: faithful in that way that it will be the safe place that each one of these children will learn what they and learn who you truly are, uh, not you amaranth. The teachings of men, that truth, play, from
3: children. you are true, pray for the Holy Spirit to rest on each one of these children. We pray for those that are still waiting for a
5: child to offer up to you. <laughs>
2: as they navigate how to raise children in a countercultural cultural way, how to teach your children what it truly means to be successful in life in a way that's different than what the world is going to be. And as they teach their children what kindness means, loving, what it means to be loving and good in a world where they don't see
5: that very
0: often. Lord, we also pray for those who who may not want children of their own. We live in a world and a society that celebrates children, and we're so happy and thankful and grateful for that. Uh, But there are some people that don't feel that that's what they want in life, and we pray that those people would also feel loved, welcomed, and accepted in our midst.
3: For those deeply uh, sensitive and inclusive prayers, they are all part of the heart of this community. And if you will join me in the final prayer from Phyllis Tickle, remember, O Lord, what you have wrought in us, and not what we deserve. And as you have called us to your service, make us worthy of your calling. Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns
1: with you and the Holy Spirit, one God
0: now and forever. Amen. This is a song we've done a bunch of times whenever we have a baptism. It's a song by one of our favorite songwriters around here, a guy named Peter Himmelman. Uh, this is a song that he wrote uh, when his daughter was born. Uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful lyricist who, I think, A lot of depth to what he's thinking about. Uh, So let this be a song uh, both of confession and absolution for us. Say the God just got up and walked away. Some say the dreams have frozen like a river. Destined to feel And some say That what's pure Was wither and pale And some say The dignity of man Can be broken Like a piece of straw Without end. But not sense.
3: Amazingly beautiful, life-changing children we have in this community, and the privilege that we have to we've sang that song many times. I was reminding Ada that we sang that song to you the first time uh, when you were probably she remembers you were like nine months old, right? No. Um, <laughs> you're pretty smart though, you might have remembered. So if it's ever been more true, it's been obvious this week, just in our own glance in our own gaze, in our own backyard, that we live in a world of insults, of anger, of, um, of racism, of terror. Uh, but we've lived in a world that's been at war for, I mean, literally uh, for all of my lifetime, but 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 many, many more, uh, I mean, the number of refugees that have had to flee their homes around the world because of warfare, we live in a dangerous dangerous world and so given that i would suggest that it is far better for us to play it safe i mean we should play it safe as a community right we should we should know that there is insult and division and critique out there and if we could just run to some center space that made us feel good that made us sure that it was our space and that we could define what happened in that space the world would work so much better The only problem with that is the gospel says exactly the opposite. Uh, Jesus' ministry is a ministry of collision. Cultures colliding, faiths colliding. The story that we're going to look at the next three weeks is absolutely amazing. Here's the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, probably a different skin color, a different nation, a different sexual orientation. And he's the one who frames the question that says, what would stop me? It's a challenge from being baptized. Uh, the, The responses are pretty painful there. It's play it safe and say, it just doesn't fit my paradigm, or to say that God is much, much bigger. And that is what is amazing and frightening and mysterious and overwhelming and what we will never figure out about the gospel and the ministry of Jesus. Because we are constantly called from safe center spaces to borderlands of collision. Now, we love this community, uh, perhaps too much, but one of the things we love about this community is a space where we're constantly colliding with different traditions, different perspectives. So many were represented in this space tonight, and the joy that we had to do so many different practices in this space tonight. And as we've told the stories of our community all summer long, wasn't it amazing to hear where so many people are coming from? What we marked last week, and we will mark every week as we worship at Emmaus Way, is that our central practice in our gathering is not um, mine and Molly's words and your words around the dialogue. Uh, It's not just the text. It's not just your beautiful faces and your hopes and dreams that gather around it. But it's this table. And this table is clearly marked as a borderland space. It's a space where you cannot hide. It's a space where you are asked to come together to receive every person. And we proudly practice an open table here where anyone who's in this room is asked and invited and freely encouraged to break bread and to pour wine and juice and to give it to each other and to say if you'd like the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. And this is a space as we come together each that says as several of you, Brett and Mark and others pray to say that we are reminded each week that my experience is not your experience. My wounds are not your wounds. Your, your joys are not my joys, but we're there to hear each other. We're there to encounter each other. And what we do each week is not only live in the midst of these mundane elements where the presence of Christ is deeply present to us, but we imagine something new. And something beautiful. And that's the very thing that we take to a world of pain and violence and insults and brokenness and division and comparison and racism and all the deep painful things that drive the world that we live in. And this is our practice that in some way we encounter the presence of Christ and God's Spirit in a way that encourages us not to sit in the center of safe space, but to go deeply out in the borderline with hope with conviction and a deep awareness that God's kingdom reigns. It overwhelms that which is broken in us and it transforms the very world that we're living in. So I invite you all now to the table. Our tradition here, it's it's loud and it's rowdy. It's intended to be as such with many handshakes and hugs and rejoices and storytelling, but we go to the table together. Um, Molly and I will be standing around the table tonight to help anyone, but what we typically do is we just break bread and pour wine and juice For the people that are around us, there's always a gluten-free and almost everything-free option, given the Molly has found secret crackers. (laughs) Not in the sacramental sense, but they have nothing that will harm you. Uh, And so we have those as well as bread, because we want all of you to feel welcome at this table. So please join each other at the table, uh, uh, break bread and wine and juice for each other, and enjoy each other in the presence and the hope of God's beautiful kingdom. Amen.